0: Time for episode 116 of the Parkrun Adventurers Podcast. Welcome to my co-host, Scotty. We are possibly the two only co-hosts of a Parkrun-themed podcast in Australia that don't go to Parkrun every Saturday.
1: Have you had a good week, Scotty? <laughs> I like the clarifying point of in Australia there, Mel. But it is, it's is—it's factually correct this week, because how about that? No Parkrun yeah. for <laughs> either of us on Saturday.
0: No, completely um, unscripted, uh, undisorganized, it, as you would like, oh, I don't know, I can't use my words this week, yeah. wasn't planned basically no. for either of us.
1: No, because we were just going along our everyday lives involving Parkrun on a Saturday morning, but things happened. and things Or happen, didn't happen. Or didn't happen, and we both uh, missed it. So we won't go into the, the finer details of why we missed it. But how did you go? Because I know you missed it. A few weeks ago, so it's almost becoming a habit for you now.
0: Was it a few weeks ago? I feel like it was longer than that. Yeah, Uh, it's. I wouldn't call it becoming a habit, but you know what? I once again, I survived. I know it's amazing, isn't it? This this week in particular, I I expected. uh, To be honest, I was a bit of a cranky pants all day on Saturday because it was not in my plan to miss Parkrun that day. However, uh, I had the benefit of attending a trial run for a different event on Sunday morning, so at least I got a bit of a park run fix on the weekend. And of course, you had junior park run as well. But it's just one of those things that um, I was expecting the rest of my week to be out of whack because that's being, you know, still a little bit on maternity leave, only working part time. I kind of still set my week by park run day, and then if I don't go to park run, it's like, well, what day of the week is it? Because I. You know, I haven't been there. However, that hasn't happened this week. This week still has just moseyed on in the normal way and parkrun's still going to happen next week. Hopefully, I'll make it this time. How about you, Scotty? How did you fare?
1: Well, yeah, I I still got my parkrun fix. So, it's an interesting uh, conversation around balance and life balance. So, I got junior parkrun fix on Sunday morning, but then we also had the longest run here on Sunday. So, I got sort of my overdose of parkrun on Sunday morning. Did you do all seven events? No, I didn't. No, because, of course, Junior Park Run, the longest run started at seven, I think, here in Melbourne. We actually had three events going on in Melbourne this year, which is a far cry from, remember, two years ago when we had our first one here in Melbourne and it was all new and it was exciting. We'd never done it before.
0: Two And Yeah you've on, got
1: choices. Yeah, we've got three different longest runs happening. We've got... One of the well, the largest running group in Melbourne now organise a bus to go along, like a big bus, a proper bus, not just a mini bus, like a proper <laughs> bus bus. So That's that was awesome. Normal. Yeah, and then we all meet at the final event at Albert Park, which was great. But I had the dilemma on Saturday morning. So I was I was standing somewhere, I was nine minutes away from a park run, and I had 15 minutes to spare. It was quarter to eight. And I had the dilemma: Do I leave what I'm doing there and then? Do I go and visit this park run? And I chose to stay where I was. And it wasn't really a hard decision. So I think I'm. I think I'm getting the balance right, Mel. I think um, park run is not dominating my life as much as some people think it might. And maybe sometimes I do, at times.
0: Well, balance is very important. Yep.
1: Yeah, and as you said. The world went on. My life didn't really change that much by missing a park run on Saturday morning. That's not to say I'm going to make a habit of it. I'm already looking forward to uh, park run day this week.
0: But we've been there. We've survived. We can move on with our lives.
1: But can I touch on the longest run?
0: Please do. Elaborate a bit.
1: So this year I did five I walked to the first one with my mate Rowan who was organising them all and I I get to back to Westerfolds after juniors and I see Rowan there and he's in his pants and his jacket and I go, what's going on mate? That's not your running gear and this guy, this is one of our great volunteers who, who gave up his whole day to make sure that everybody else knew where they were going, he briefed everybody on the courses. Um, there was commitment above and beyond, so I said, right, we're going to walk. So we walked around Westerfolds together, had a catch-up, and then I ran the next four. And I think that was good. I was, I was done. Like, four's enough. Seven, seven Some might enough. argue that
0: four is too many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's an amazing concept that people that wouldn't normally run 35 kilometers in a day, somehow – managed to do it on the longest run by breaking it up and turning the day into a, almost a 12-hour day.
0: In parkrun bite sizes.
1: Yeah, yeah. but then when you add it up...
0: Well, par- parkrun-sized bites, that makes more sense. Yeah.
1: And so we put it in context for Kasia uh, the next day, saying, Kasia, this is what 20 kilometres looks like when we're driving somewhere. So uh, I set the odometer and then we drive another 20 kilometres. It's a long way, Mel.
0: Is that so what why twenty kilometers?
1: So she could get a concept of what twenty kilometers looks like because Kasha did Kasha walked. <laughs> I don't know if this is bad parenting and maybe Yvonne is going to kill us, but we're really proud that Kasha did um, join in the longest park run or or the longest run on Sunday and she broke her record from a couple of years ago and she she managed to walk twenty K.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. And
0: Practically
1: so, a half marathon. Well, she actually walked a half marathon. So she all she wanted to do was break her record from a couple of years ago. But then one of our, our Westerfoldian mates got in her ear at Studley and said, you know, if you just walk a bit further here, you're nearly at a half marathon. And <laughs> um, <laughs> she's stubborn. She's got her mother's stubbornness. And, um, oh, it's her mother's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, but then we asked her in the car, and she said it was my stubbornness. Oh, okay. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's another issue. But just um, twenty kilometres is just a long way, and people people did that over this space of a day, and some people did more. And you know, the human body and the human mind very impressive at times it is yeah.
0: and and longest run is is a great fun for a lot it's great fun for a lot of adventurers and we've still got more coming up because they're not all on the same week this year so there's some still happening i think in queensland we've got three events as well but we have spaced them out over three consecutive weeks and new south wales had theirs on the weekend too uh, which yeah. I believe was fun for all. A lot of adventurers uh, that we met at the listeners' meetup were along to that one, so that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and I think we took advantage of the long weekend. So, as usual, Queensland's out of step with the rest of the country. So, we all had a long weekend, so that's why uh, we did it this weekend. But you're you're spacing it out over three. So, are you looking forward to the Sunshine Coast one? Are you going to do it?
0: Uh, I don't actually have any plans to head along this year. Um mm. Yeah, it's it's it hasn't really come up on my radar, I've been very busy with a lot of other things and trying to find time to squeeze running in has not been a priority, it's back to that whole balance thing at the moment and it's just not factoring into my balance, that's not to say I won't go along for one or two and, and have a little mosey or potentially um, just watch and cheer on the other runners, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So, when is it,
1: Mel? When is the uh, Sunshine Coast longest run? Not this weekend? Uh, there,
0: it is this weekend coming. Oh. It's the one that is actually closest to the winter solstice, which is where the original dates came from.
1: Okay. Well, Possibly the now. only
0: event in the country, longest run-wise, that's going to happen this weekend. But to be honest, I'm not keeping tabs on the other states, so that could be completely inaccurate. <laughs> It wouldn't be unheard of for us not to have the correct information. It's been a while since we've like blatantly made a statement that was wrong, I think. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong and if we made a mistake (laughs) last week. (laughs) But we've been we've been treading carefully, not to be like wildly inaccurate all the time, haven't we? We try. We try. We try. We have got what I would term a super adventurer on the show, just about to join us. I met her in person when I was in Malaysia. She was at the launch of Taman Pudu Ulu, however, she originally comes from the UK yet she's living currently in New Zealand. Hannah Oldroyd, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, I hope I pronounced your surname correctly because I do have a habit of getting those sorts of things wrong. That was perfect. Excellent. One tick, four mil. All right, let's jump in. So, you were at the launch of Taman Pudu Ulu. That was actually your 150th event, different event. You've done a lot more runs than that. How did you find the weather in Malaysia?
2: Um, warm. Although I live in New it had been kind of warm and getting colder, but yeah, the, the heat in Malaysia and the humidity was unreal. That's the warmest, warmest I've ever run apart from, I think.
1: How did you end up at Taman Pudu Ulu, Hannah? Living in New Zealand, being from UK, was it a stopover? Or how did you end up there?
2: Um, It was slightly randomly. It was meant to be um, a stopover on the way to London Marathon. Um, It was supposed to be in Singapore, so I booked my, being from up north, I booked a cheap flight that ended up going via the Gold Coast and then Singapore, and then realised that part of my three-day stopover in Singapore the Malaysia park run was starting, so I, I jumped off the flight in Singapore, booked myself a return flight to Malaysia, did a day in Singapore, and then carried on to the UK, so slightly randomly.
1: And you were heading over for the London Marathon. I know you've quite the accomplished runner. How did you go in London?
2: Eh, not too bad. I ran what was a PB for me at the time, so I can't complain, but I think, I guess I had the advantage of training in the heat, so everybody who struggled in the heat. I wasn't too bad, so uh, I was over the moon with the run, and it's it's great for the beer drink afterwards. So it was fun.
0: Huh. You say the beer drink afterwards, but my understanding is that you also tend to have a beer drink beforehand, or at least the night beforehand. You're not a conventional, you, or I should say, you don't have a conventional diet um, of somebody who is as super fast as you are. What what do you what does consist of your diet, Hannah?
2: oh <laughs> beer biscuits crisps chocolate um and eggs is probably most of it my diet is atrocious so the the route to the uk was basically finding a different sort of guinness to drink uh gold coast singapore malaysia and then on the way there <laughs> so yeah nothing special
0: nothing special there's There would be a lot of people that are very jealous that you can run as fast as you do with that kind of diet. Would you attribute some of your performance to your diet or is it all training and natural talent?
2: Uh, (laughs) um, There's there's not the best training. Um, I don't think there's any natural talent talent because I don't have any running genes whatsoever, so it must be the beer. But all the old guys in the 80s relied on beer to run, so I I guess that's it.
1: Okay, Hannah, let's take it back. Mel's mentioned you've done 300 park runs. How did you get involved in park run? Because were you a runner 300 park runs ago?
2: No, not at all. I um, I actually saw a, a poster in my local um, swim pool gym for Bradford Park Run, which at the time I think was about 12 events old. Um, my friend had asked me to go do I think it was Paris half marathon with her so I thought I'd better get my backside in gear and do some training so I was running on the treadmill um and yeah I saw a saw a sign for it and then signed up and went along I did I did sort of two in the first year then spent my life getting injured and didn't really do a great deal so it took me about three or four years to get to fifty park runs but yeah I was I was never a runner never intended to be
1: but you've obviously evolved to be quite a runner now. I was looking at your parkrun times, and you're getting quicker and quicker every year. So is parkrun contributing to you becoming a faster runner? Would you consider yourself a runner now? i um, more
2: of a drinker than a runner, but I guess I'm more of a runner than I used to be. Um, but, I think, yeah, parkrun's a massive part of it. Um, i mean, a free 5K time trial every week. I don't call it a race, even though it kind of is. Um, but, yeah, definitely, that's like my—that's the only bit of speed work I do every week. So, yeah, definitely a huge part of it.
0: And you always treat parkrun as speed work specifically or do you ever just have a, a casual jog? Um, I guess it depends. There's quite
2: a few recent ones where I've ended up trying to kind of reel really it back in a bit. And they did before a marathon, I'll try and do a steady parkrun or... I did the the Highgate night of the 10,000, which might not mean anything to you, um, a few Saturdays ago, so I ran fairly steadily in the morning and tried to save myself from the race, but, but yeah, usually it'll be uh, a case of run as fast as I can, race whoever's there.
0: And how early on in your parkrun experience did you get the taste for adventure and start travelling around to different events?
2: Um, it was probably after we had a, a group of us went to um, Dublin and did Malahide Parkrun, which was the first Parkrun in Ireland. Um, and after that, it was like mm, there's more than just the UK out here. So it was probably then, which was January 2013. Um, so at the time, yeah, there was a group of us, and then myself and Steve Darby basically travelled for about four and a half years. We've been all over the world and done Parkruns.
1: Hannah, before Mel's going off on the parkrun tangent, you touched on night of the 10,000 PBs. Now, listeners of the Marathon Talk podcast should be familiar with that, but can you explain to our listeners who aren't familiar what that is? Because I reckon it sounds like a cracker.
2: It's absolutely awesome, Um, which also involved me missing my parkrun in Finland to book a flight early to get back for. But anyway, that's another story. Um, It's basically a night of... Ten thousand metre track races um at Parliament Hill in London. ten thousand metre races, but then you've got what we call the lane three beer and cheer, which is the entire crowd, stands in lane three, um and basically drinks till they're absolutely hammered and cheer all the runners on. So by the end of the night there was probably two or three thousand people there watching. The atmosphere was absolutely incredible.
1: So I'm picturing it, you're running around on a track, and so every time you go down the, the home straight, you're running past a couple of hundred people who are essentially drunk by the end of the night.
2: Um, by the end of the night, yeah. I don't think too many people were drunk when I ran because um, I ran in one of the very early heats because I'm far too slow for that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so they have a tent on each side. One side's selling beer, the other one's just ran with people, and then for the later race, there was actually a bridge over where the finish line is as well. So there was people still on the bridge cheering. It's just, if you've never experienced it, it's free to go watch. Just go. It's amazing. It's the end of May every year.
0: Uh, after you did your heat, Hannah, did you join the people in lane three and get yourself a Guinness?
2: Um, I didn't get Guinness. I was handed um, a Whitstable Bay Pale Ale as I finished, pretty much. So I drank that. Um given that by a guy I met at Copenhagen Marathon who was there watching his training group um, and then the London Pride was three quid a can so we had quite a few of those but yeah, no Guinness uh, Ben Pochi needs to um, up his game for next year and get some Guinness on hand
0: <laughs> So I I want to go back to, you skipped you skipped doing parkrun in a different country to get back in time for that. So that sort of tells us how important the event was, I guess. But explain explain to me how that all happens.
2: So I was um, heading to the UK for about six weeks and I've kind of decided there was a few other countries I really wanted to do parkrun and hadn't had a chance before or that started up after I moved out to New Zealand. Um, Finland was one of them. Um, so I landed in um, Tampere um, on the Thursday spent a couple of days there thinking I entered this night at the 10,000 months ago and there's people who had seen my name on the start they're saying are you doing it and I'm like no I can't get back in time and then by Friday morning I'd been for a run and I thought sod this I'm booking a flight home so I booked a flight home Friday afternoon so I could get back in time to race it and ended up doing a park run at Houghton Hall near Luton instead
0: Have you been back to knock off a park run in the, the, in Finland?
2: No because I was flying home the following week, so I did a park run in Belfast so yeah next time I'm in Europe I'll have to do the one in Finland but ironically I met um, a night at the 10,000 one of the first people I bumped, bumped into was Paul Sinton Hewitt so it was his fault I was in Finland and then had to book a flight home to do the race i entered about three months ago <laughs>
1: So I'm hearing some familiar names here, Hannah. So have you ever been on the Parkrun Show UK podcast back in the day?
2: Um, I think I've been mentioned on the Parkrun Show and we did attempt to get something which would have ended up on the Parkrun Show. So we were, went to Poland and did the, um, the Gdansk-Gdynia double when that was a thing a few years ago, but now that's been canned. Um, and there was a group of probably about 20 of us. Who did a snippet for Danny? James Lampert was um, left in charge of getting um, a bit of audio, uh, which all involved us getting extremely drunk and then intending to um, attempting to do some sort of audio. I can't even remember what it involved, apart from um, Helen Williams' "Wonky Donkey" came into it somewhere. Um, but yeah, Danny was too embarrassed to use it, so it got completely canned and never ended up going anywhere.
0: I wonder if he still got it somewhere hidden away to bring it to bring out and like a highlights reel
2: yeah more like the outtakes yeah i don't think it ever got anywhere near i think danny just said yeah not using that
0: oh, i'm sure that would be some quality stuff <laughs> so you've been to a few countries hannah have you got let's normally we ask people what their top three park runs are can i ask what your top three countries are
2: oh. New Zealand has to be, because Pegasus, my new local lo- isn't actually that local. Um, that's probably the best parkrun in the world. Um, Northern Ireland, which I guess is kind of UK, but is just a world of its own in terms of friendliness and people we've met through parkrun and everything. Northern Ireland's just amazing. And... I guess Malaysia because it was just awesome to be part of that first event and just randomly finding out about it the week before and booking the flight was just because I could and it was cheap. So yeah, they have to be the top three.
0: Malaysia's pretty special. We haven't heard about Pegasus Park Run before though, so can you give us a bit of a breakdown about what's what makes it possibly the best park run in the world? Um, it's definitely the
2: best park run in the world. Um, so I live about 800 metres from the start of Hagley Park Run, which is kind of, it's a big park in the middle of Christchurch in New Zealand where I live, but it's kind of got past the small sort of proper park run stage. Pegasus has been going for, it'll be two years old this coming week, um, 16th, 17th of June. And it's still at this sort of 40 to 60 people. Um, so it's nice, it's small, it's friendly, it's got the proper small parkrun ethos. Everybody pretty much stares back to the cafe afterwards. You pretty much know everybody who's there. Um, and it's called Pegasus. It's got a cool name. And it's taken us 5,000 and something parkruns to realise that when you look at the course and turn it on its side, it looks like a rabbit. So it's cool. Got to, um, I've got to mention the ED, Jeff McMillan, who brought parkrun to Pegasus because he's just probably the best parkrun ED in the world. I he'd love a mention.
1: <laughs> a lot of bests in there. But um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of parkruns with cool names. Obviously, you don't rate too many Australian parkruns uh, because they didn't make your, your top three countries. But you've obviously run a couple over here.
2: I've run a few, yeah. Um, I'm actually in New Zealand on an Australian visa and it was like, do I put Malaysia in there or Australia? Because I love Australia. Um, But yeah, I tend to pick the fast flat ones in Australia because there's so many of them.
1: Can you give us a couple of names of events that you have run at?
2: Um, Dawesville was a good one. We um, sat and ate breakfast and somebody said, have you seen the dolphins playing in the sea? So that was quite cool to Run on a beautiful seafront and then watch the dolphins um, having breakfast. Um, and I've run quite a few in Adelaide, so Victor Harbor that was a pretty one out on the seafront. I've done ones in, so I've done ones in every state apart from Northern Territory. We did Gin and Dara before Canberra Marathon um, a few years back, but I, I need to do the ones with the cool names. But I haven't, haven't really got around to those yet. There's just so many to go out in Australia, I wouldn't even know where to start.
1: Studley's got the coolest name in parkrun event world. So you've got to come and visit me at Studley, one week at least. Promise me that.
0: Okay, I will do. Definitely. You're on. You've got to head to the Northern Territory so you can do Nightcliff Parkrun because it's got a cool name. And then you can join the Peel Club, which is a definitely an adventurous club.
2: That is a cool name. I'm lying to here. I haven't done a park in Tasmania, so I've got another state to go.
0: Tassie's also beautiful. It's a little bit cold at the moment, so you might want to leave that one till summer. Uh, it was
2: it was three here this morning. It's still shorts weather, sir. So yeah, man. <laughs>
1: Are you a shorts all year round kind of person, Hannah? Uh,
2: mm, no.
1: Oh, I'd you... love to
2: say I am, but. <laughs> Nearly. For Parkrun, I do try, but there is the odd week where it's just a case of sod this. It's far too fucking cold.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm trying to start a campaign where we outlaw pants pretty much worldwide. So everybody wears shorts because they just make sense. You can you can go for a run whenever you want to if you're in shorts. You can't do that if you're in pants. I'll, I'll work on you. You, you, can, you
2: can come along. <laughs> I've got a member of that for you. Rory Murphy, who lives, is from Ireland. I know him through Park River in the UK, but he now lives in, I think, Baltimore. Wears shorts all year round, even if it's minus 20 or whatever ridiculous temperature it gets to down there. Shorts all year
1: round. He's a very sensible man.
0: Crazy. There you go, Scotty. You've got recruits out there, people who would join your cause. <laughs> Hannah, I I'm thinking that over time and countries and travel and park runs, you've got some fairly random stories of different experiences you've had. Do you do any come to mind that are particularly weird or wonderful?
2: Oh, um, the day we were attempting to go do Derry park run into Harrogate because we were rocked up to Liverpool Airport and I'd managed to leave the passports and boarding passes at home. So that was a quick drive back, which park run can we get to having booked another flight to Belfast in the evening. So I ended up at Harrogate, which incidentally, Danny Norman, Tom Williams, Helen Williams and the crew were all there. We didn't have a clue. We just rocked up and they were there. Um, There must be more. I had actually been really organised and written some down and left a piece of paper at work.
0: Not unlike the passports and the boarding passes. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's
2: that's about my level. Yeah. Forget everything that's not uh not attached. Well, this weekend I was supposed to drive the um, seven hours to Queenstown after work on Friday night, but the about eighty percent of the route was just ice grit and snow warning, so I couldn't be bothered. So came home thought, well, sod it. I'll spend the weekend at home. I may as well go to Pegasus, and then it was a really beautiful sunrise. So I was jogging down the boardwalk, which is notoriously slippy, and managed to completely go arse over tit and end up on my face on the floor, smash my knee up, and then ran my fastest parkrun ever. So work that one out.
1: <laughs> that was my next question, Hannah. You um you, you broke 17 minutes and you after all these years, you've you've got a parkrun PV on the weekend. So is that the secret falling arse over tit before you run?
2: I think it must be, yeah, yeah. A bit of blood and cursing and swearing at myself and then not much of a warm-up because I was busy clearing blood up. Yeah, pretty much, as I said. Or I've, yeah, I, I don't really do any speed work, although I've done a little bit more in the last two months than I would have done previously. But
1: Okay, well, I'm, I'm good at that. So I'm go- I might give that a try, Mel. All these years of training hard and um, stretching and doing warm-ups, all I needed to do was fall over.
0: Injure yourself. It um it might help if you knock out um a super fast marathon the week before perhaps.
2: Oh, that marathon was hard. I'd run a couple of decent ones in London and Copenhagen, but Christchurch was hard. But it was it was my home my home marathon, so I couldn't not do it. It's
0: your home marathon, and you're the defending champion this year, were not you? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. You're very modest about these things and you keep saying that you're not fast, et cetera, et cetera, But you you were the first finisher or the first female finisher at Christchurch Marathon last week, which is pretty handy. What, I'm assuming since you alluded earlier that the time you ran at London was a PB for you then. Did you get a PB last week?
2: No, I didn't. I actually ran my PB um, at Copenhagen three weeks after London. Um, and then um, a couple of minutes slower than that at Christchurch, it was just, it was so cold, so wet and so windy. It was just a rim. But yeah, I was pleased at the time anyway, because it's faster, faster than I've run until London. So yeah.
0: Okay, so London, then Copenhagen, then Christchurch. This is all since I saw you at Taman Puduulu in April, and we're only just into the second week of June. On average, how many marathons would you run a year? Oh well, I've done. I think I've done
2: eleven in a year's my most. I'd usually run. I don't know, maybe six or seven. I'm trying to, trying to take somebody's advice and be sensible this year. But it's really hard. I think I'm on four so far and I've got a few more entered. Um, (laughs) Any in Australia? uh, No. Well, yes, actually, I'm lying. Yes, I've got Kangaroo Island entered again in September. But at the minute, I've got no leave left at work. So the answer is no, you can't go. Um, So I'm working on that one.
0: All right. Well, Scotty's working up to doing a marathon this year as well. He's been training for quite some time and we're supposed to ask him how his training's going all the time. But instead of asking him this week, I think we need to ask you what tips you would give him to help him with his marathon times and training.
2: Um, Drink more Guinness is probably the only one I can give. I know absolutely nothing about sensible training or marathon training or nutrition or anything. So just run lots of miles and drink lots of
1: Guinness. Okay, that's different advice. That's advice I haven't had up to this point, and I've got to admit, Hannah, I don't really like Guinness. So don't judge me too harshly, but maybe I'll give it a try. Maybe I'll give it a try.
2: Yeah, but it's better than crappy Aussie beer.
1: <laughs> well, this is true. I don't like that either. So, but in the pursuit of a marathon PB, I might have to sacrifice my taste buds for that.
2: Don't tell me you're a wine drinker. <laughs>
1: No, my body is my temple, Anna.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Yes.
1: Anyway, it's been great hearing about um, your pursuits in uh, Park Run World and winning marathon world. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Parkrun Run Adventurers and sharing all your tales with us. <laughs> Thank
2: you very much for having me.
1: David Moss from our Channel 5 news crew was visiting Sydney and um, possibly there for the longest run. I'm not sure, but he was definitely there for Lawson Park Run on Saturday and sent us a couple of reports and uh, he caught up with Kai. Kai's Kai. So take it away. Kai, um, thank you for
3: today's run. It was cool, but everything's worked out well. It has. Would you like to describe to the listeners um, just what the course is like?
4: Um, course, so we're a bit special up here because we're all on trail. Um, we have a creek crossing, um, which varies in its depth, but there are stepping stones mm-hmm. for the creek. Um, we have our lovely Hill of Awesomeness, um, which goes on <laughs> a little bit.
3: <laughs> it, it goes on quite a way, yes. <laughs> yes,
4: yes. Um, and then, so, yeah, up the hill, and then we have a couple of little turnaround spots up there as well. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty pretty good course, quite different from some other park runs. So, How deep special. does
3: the uh, creek get?
4: Yeah. Um, after some, after lots of rain, um, it probably gets to about what's that? About twenty-five uh, centimeters. Yep. Okay. That's probably the deepest so splash, it goes. So it's a good a gumboot splash, course. Yes. Okay. Beautiful.
3: <laughs> and um, your your entire family is involved in this I gather.
4: Uh, my entire family except my eldest son who's never done a park run but all oh, my right. other um, family my my husband's timekeeper today my youngest son is up on the top of the hill doing marshalling up there and my middle son is normally the the tower today on on a normal day so um yeah so the whole family and my auntie is quite often here marshalling as well so oh very it's good very much a family affair for us it's not
3: like the poet family isn't it, it is the poet family, ah, family very yes. nice yes. and uh, what got you into park run?
4: So I started Parkrun a number of years ago when I was visiting my parents in the UK just for a holiday and I heard about this run up the road from them at Medina on the Isle of Wight in the UK and popped along and just found this phenomenal amazing thing happening just literally five minutes up the road from my mum and dad and got involved there. And then when um, Park Run came over to Australia a few years ago, I started off, I did Penrith, was the first one in our area, um, came involved there, did a few runs down in Penrith, yeah. and then heard about it coming up to, to the Blue Mountains. So I turned up for the but, first event, and yeah, that was three years ago. Oh, beautiful. So and you've
3: done a few different ones over in the UK as well as here? Oh, no, or I've j- only done that one, White?
4: just that one on the Isle of Wight. And that was um, enough to get you going? Absolutely, yes. Beautiful. And then, um, and then Richmond, Down the hill from here started um, a few months ago as well. So we've done Richmond, Rooty Hill. Um, So we've got a few in our area, but um, Lawson's the special one. (laughs) Lawson
3: is. I imagine here it goes from being very hot to very cold.
4: Yes, so it's a bit chilly this morning, as you probably noticed, and we've got rain just pending at the moment. Um, But it does get very warm here.
3: Any wildlife?
4: Um, Apart from my dog who's whining in the background. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not usually up here. Um, There are wallabies in this area, but usually they've been scared off before us a lot come thundering through the bush. Yeah, I saw a live
3: bird yesterday. I didn't want to to come out. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, so you're probably a little
4: bit further up the, up the mountains. That's yeah. The um, so not usually at Lawson, um, but certainly in the mountains there's uh, some good good wildlife okay. that happens.
3: And uh, most of the people who run here, locals to Lawson or elsewhere on the Actually, Blue Mountains as well?
4: we have people come from... Mount Victoria is probably... Um, they, they prefer to come to our one um, rather than going down to Lisko. That, that works for them. Yep. Um, and people quite often come up from Penrith because Penrith is very flat. It's a um, like a um, very flat course down there. So yes. people like to come up just because we are on trail and with some hills on it. So um, mainly locals. But today we've got tourists from, we've got some people from Brisbane, um, Sunshine Coast. Oh, yeah. We, we have a lot of tourists here. So... Um, it's lovely. No, it's we great. quite often get people from overseas as well who come to the mountains for a holiday and come and do park run oh, while they're them. here. <laughs>
3: okay, thank you very much, Kai. <laughs> no worries. Okay. okay, and I'm with uh, Roger. Roger's just done the Lawson Park run. Right. How'd you go? Uh, well, I think I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I, I probably around
5: about 27 or eight. Oh, that's okay. It's, it's, there. Not, it's a, there. not the easiest course. No, no, it's really hard. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good um, mountain course. You've done this one a few times? Yeah, this is probably about the 75th. Oh, <laughs> say so, oh, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, and what got you into it? Well, my daughter, uh, my daughter, my son and daughter-in-law from Townsville were coming down in two thousand fifteen for Christmas, and they were staying up in the mountains. So when they said, "Well, we'll meet you at the park run at Lawson," I said, "What's that?" and uh, yeah. Uh, they, they said, oh, well, we do it up in Townsville. So uh, they told us where it was. And uh, so I just turned up because I live here, up, up this way. I didn't know it, didn't even know it existed. So. Excellent. And uh, you've been doing it ever since? Yeah, yeah, basically, so, yeah. So you've been up to Townsville to do? Yeah, we, uh, we didn't get to do one at Townsville. But I've done one at Broken Hill, one at Tamworth, and one at Wadonga.
3: OK, a bit of variation. Yeah, 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 yeah I've
5: got, got relatives around the place. <laughs> and, and how does the Lawson one compare? This would be probably that the hardest because it's hilly and uh it's a bit of a mountain well it's not really a mountain it's a hill but it's uh it's a, it's, it's a steep hill. It's a hill,
3: yes. <laughs> no, look, thank you very much. No, you seem to do okay. And, yeah. uh, oh, no, you
5: it's really good. look too. completely recovered as well. Yeah, well, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, look, thank you. You're on your day. Okay. Thanks,
0: mate. Thanks, Dave, for checking in. It's been a while since we've had a roving report from you. Lovely to see you travelling around the country and getting some adventures in in different states for a change. Look forward to hearing some more in the future.
1: Lawson is one of those events, Mel dare I say it, on my list. Don't hear a lot about it, but uh, trail park run. We're getting into trail season, and I know I've sworn off trail <laughs> running, but that's fading away, that memory. And we have a trail event. So I've I've got to cancel junior park run this week at Westerfolds because the trail running series that's local to Melbourne is starting at Westerfolds. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's the best park in Melbourne, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about entering. I don't think I will, but I'm, th- I'm at least thinking about it.
0: Would you not like to have a sleep-in on a Sunday morning? Like, because that's not really going to happen a lot for you from now on with junior parkrun.
1: No. What, what am I going to do with sleeping in?
0: I don't know. Get some rest. Look uh, 10 years younger. Uh,
1: sleeping is overrated, and I, I had a sleep-in on Monday this
0: week. Oh, yeah. You're going to keep throwing that one in my face. <laughs> It was a public holiday. It's great. Yeah, Oh, uh, yeah, so you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there, there's your last leap in for the year. That's fine.
1: Do we have any um, launches this week on trail park runs? Do you know?
0: Well, I can't clarify whether or not they're trail, but we do have a launch at Port Sorrel in Tasmania.
1: Hmm, Port Sorrel. I'm guessing it's not a trail. Just by the name, Port. Not many trails or forests are at ports.
0: It could be. You never know.
1: Mm. We don't have any of the Channel 5 news crew down in Tassie. There's an opening. We have an opening for a Tasmanian rep.
0: Maybe somebody will come to the party.
1: Mm. In we, the have meeting. Listeners. we have listeners in Tasmania. We do.
0: It's true. In the meantime, uh, talking about coming to the party, we've got anniversaries happening at a whole bunch of places this weekend. Uh, I'll kick off with Korean Glades in WA, even though they won't be the first because of the timeline.
1: Well, I'll follow up with Dolls Point in New South Wales, also won't be the first because of the time zones.
0: (laughs) We've got Myrnda in Victoria.
1: North Shore in Queensland.
0: Our favourite of everybody, Shell Harbour in New South Wales.
1: The tosses in Queensland, that's the town of Seaside Parkrun. I'm not offending anybody.
0: <laughs> Wankaratta in Victoria.
1: And Yapoon in Queensland. So I think Yipoon will be the first because they've got to be the easternmost of those events, surely.
0: Well, North Shore in Townsville might, I, I don't know. I'm not that I'm not that great with Northern Queensland. Yapoon is probably a little bit further east than North Shore. But technically they're going to we're all in the same time zone. So just because somebody's further east doesn't mean that they're running earlier. Yeah. But happy anniversary to all those events.
1: There we go. Now last week, Mel, we called out for entries to the poem zone. My new favorite segment.
0: And it was very uh, off the cuff and what we thought was an original idea, which didn't turn out to be an original idea because apparently there was a conversation about it uh, some time ago in the Parkrun Tourism Group about having poems um, about Parkrun. But that's but, okay.
1: But did they call it the poem zone?
0: No, they didn't. Yeah. That, that, was, that was all you, Scotty. <laughs> yeah.
1: Once you label something, then it becomes something. You can't just throw out ideas. You need to give it a name. (laughs) We've given it a name. We're bringing all these ideas together in the poem zone. And we had some entries. So let's get to it. Let's get to our first one.
0: All right. Are you going to read this one, Scotty?
1: Well, I don't really understand, even though I've come up with a great name. I don't really understand poems.
0: (laughs) Well, specifically haikus is what we asked for. All right. So I'll give a little bit of background to haikus.
1: Okay.
0: They are originally Japanese. So it's it's a a Japanese. Japanese poetic form.
1: I guess that from the name.
0: Did you? Yep. Does haiku sound Japanese to you? A little
1: bit. Yep.
0: Well, you must have been mm-hmm. eating a lot of sushi lately to make that connection. Um, and yeah, basically, there's there's a word called on, which um, so haikus traditionally consist of seventeen on, which is like the Japanese word that loosely translates to syllables, um, if I've, I've probably got that wrong too, but, you know, and it, it they happen in three phrases of five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables. So you've got a haiku poem has three lines. The first line has to have words that equal five syllables, then seven, then five. Does that sound clear as mud, Scotty? It does. Does that make more sense with what we've had submitted so far?
1: It does. Yeah, I think I've got a grasp on that. But let me have a go at reading it because that's where I'm a bit of a mystery because I'm sure there's a technique to reading these out. Okay. Let me butcher the first one so we've got a good starting point for improvement for the rest of (laughs) them. So apologies in advance. Chris Timewell, we inspired him to write him or her. Sorry, Chris. Um.
0: I'm pretty sure Chris is a guy. Oh,
1: I, think, I think Chris is a guy. Let's go with it. And, and we really are sorry if you, you are a girl. But we've inspired Chris to write their first poem for 20 years, 20 plus years. Three laps with a lake, friends, frost and tunnel of love, Castle Main Park Run.
0: See, that's a perfect example of a haiku.
1: Did I read it right?
0: Well, you read the words in the right order, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things, like uh, haikus are a very visual thing that you need to see the sort of three uh, phrases, and if you don't, then when you're reading it out, I guess you just need to pause at the end of each sentence, and and then people will be able to understand it better. But you did a good job. Great.
1: Thank you. And Castle Castle Main Park Run, tunnel of love. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> sounds interesting.
0: Do you not know what the Tunnel of Love is, Scotty, at Parkrun? I'm
1: guessing it's a tunnel where it's very loving. You run through something and it, you feel lovely. Yes, it's,
0: it's made by parkrunners. The tunnel is like a gauntlet of par- parkrunners ah, that, that give you now. love as you run through. I, I think
1: I know this. I've actually been to Castlemaine when they've done it. They have this great thing where they send their milestone people through the tunnel of love. I think that's what
0: yeah, it's referring that's to. Yeah, that's probably exactly what you experienced <laughs> and you didn't realize what it was called. See these guys, they've got a name for the concept. Yeah. Therefore, it's an actual thing.
1: Great. So there we go. Poem zone. We, we've got a few more entries, but let's, let's tease them out over the next few weeks because we, we want more coming in.
0: Yeah, we do want more coming in. So get writing, people. Obviously, it's the benefit of haikus. They don't rhyme. I mean, they could rhyme, I suppose, but they don't have to.
1: So it's actually pretty easy.
0: Yeah, well... Is there a haiku generator?
1: There must be online. <laughs> That's the cheat, cheat's way.
0: That's, uh, I, I don't think they're quite long enough to require a generator. Do you? Like, it just... Hmm.
1: You know what? Someone, one of our listeners will tell us if there is and they'll find it, and they'll send it to me. Send it to us.
0: Alrighty. Well, we'll leave that with with you guys as the listeners.
1: Now, I've got to to make a bit of an announcement, Mel. I'm saving this to the end of the podcast. But are you ready? You ready for it? I'm sitting
0: down. Should Um, I be sitting down? Should I stand up?
1: I think it's a big enough announcement to be sitting down. Okay. Over the past few months i think it is i've been asking people to keep me on track with my marathon training and they have they have i probably get a reminder every every week at least to um give people an update on how my marathon training is going but we can stop that now people
0: did you run a sneaky marathon how did you go
1: <laughs> no I didn't. I didn't i didn't
0: see that on Strava.
1: No, no, because it didn't happen, and and some some critics might say that this is just a, you know, I am a complete failure, and and in part they're probably right, but I've just reassessed, and remember I, I wanted to do this properly, and I know I'm not going to do it properly, and I probably overestimated my ability, so I'm just I've reassessed, I've changed my training focus, I'm probably not going to do the marathon that I had planned. And unlike a lot of people who have missed out on the Gold Coast Marathon, which was not the marathon I was planning to do, um, I wasn't silly enough to book flights and accommodation before the uh, entry to the marathon. So that's good. But the marathon's off mail Probably won't happen in
0: 2018. Okay. Um, so... I'm sure there's going to be a few people out there that are a little bit disappointed, but what's what's the new goal then? Really? (laughs) No, I, I honestly do. We've we're all invested in your running journey now. You know, we've been asking how your marathon training's going. We've been trying to keep you. On task and, you know, accountable. We've look, been was, doing our part. Look, yeah. we're all involved in this, Scotty. Why were we not that, consulted?
1: That's what I'm saying, that I'm a failure
0: and I would need to
1: publicly <laughs> say it. But look, I, I was doing really well. I was on track, but then I did get the, the man flu and Dr. Google diagnosed glandular fever. But it's been about four or five weeks now and I'm feeling pretty good now. So I don't think it was glandular fever.
0: No, but I was you should know that. better than Doctor Google, seriously. But no, I mean, it's it's fine for you to want to uh, reevaluate your goals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think personally, myself and the rest of the listeners should have been consulted during this process so that we could have had some input yep. to the outcome. However, point taken. Yep. What is the outcome that you have decided on without our input?
1: Well, I think I need to, so about this time last year I was running PBs at Parkrun. So 12 months is a long time, and I think I want to get back to running PBs at Parkrun. So my goal now is more on 5K, which makes perfect sense, <laughs> and maybe focus has gone away from 42.2K.
0: 5K and fast. Yeah. My heart my heart is with 5K. I
1: don't know why I, th- I feel this need to go any further. Okay. Right now. That could change. But right now so we're going we're going we're going to work on my PB mail but I don't need anyone, everyone checking in on me with um, with that I'll 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 be fine thanks
0: Okay Sounds like somebody couldn't handle the pressure of being accountable to all the listeners Yep
1: Not sure how many times you want me to say I'm a failure
0: <laughs> But <laughs> none of us will think of you as a failure, Scotty. You're just changing – like it's all about balance and you're just changing your priorities. So that's fine. We'll just go cry in a corner because we weren't consulted.
1: Yeah, but look, I mean, Hannah, our previous interview, she has inspired me that she's, she's admitted she's got a terrible diet. Her She's just getting faster and faster. And, and we might have glossed over it in, in the interview, but she ran 16 – high 16 minutes. Park run on the weekend. That's really fast, and and her coming from she, her, you know, her first park runs were mid twenties and stuff. There's hope.
0: There's hope. Yeah, then. there is hope, but I think what you might find is that Hannah has found speed over the five k distance as a result of smashing out a lot of marathons. <laughs> so okay. you know, towards your goal of getting a PB at park run, perhaps you should be training for marathons. Just, just a theory. I know when I trained for my marathon and it was not the serious marathon and I was only training to finish, I wasn't training to get any kind of incredible time, it it improved my times at parkrun. That's mm-hmm. when I was getting PBs at parkrun was when I was training over the longer distances. Mm-hmm. So, you know, perhaps you need to take that into consideration with your training plans. But who am I to judge? You know, I, I, I'm still... I'm running my 5Ks at Park Run every now and again, but I'm not finding a lot of time during the week for additional runs lately. So, you know, you do what makes you happy. I think that's the important thing. And for Hannah, you know, fast 5Ks and marathons, that makes her happy. Yep. So that's the key, I reckon.
1: Okay, this episode has made me happy, Mel, but it's coming to an end.
0: I think it's probably reached the end, Scotty. It has. It
1: has. So I'm going to... Cry myself? No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, because you're happy. Remember, I'm happy.
1: I'm happy this week. Only a couple more days till we get to go back to park run, Mel.
0: Or get to try again.
1: <laughs> yep. Are you? Um. What? What? Are, what are your plans before we go? Where Where are we going this week?
0: Um this week I would like to head back to Kawana Beach Park right, okay. if I can.
1: Good. That's that's all. I, this is just a personal question.
0: Yeah, because you've got an adventure up your sleeve. You know no. what? Ah, oh, this is something I haven't told you. Adam's realized that he's only about five or six events behind me on the most events list and he's got a little bee in his bonnet now about being competitive and catching up and taking over. <laughs> Which I think is quite hilarious because – and in fairness, he has actually done quite a few different park runs that I haven't done. He's done at least two in Victoria that I haven't been to, which makes it difficult for when we travel back to Victoria together because he doesn't want to do those ones again, which means I'm going to have to make separate trips to Victoria at some point just to catch up on those ones. But it's it's funny because in a couple of weeks, I'll be heading down to volunteer at Main Beach because I've already run there before. As has he, and he's already planning a, a sneaky little trip away with Wes to figure out where <laughs> they can go and do an event that I haven't done. Love
1: it. Love it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah so I have unleashed unleashed a beast with um, a bit of a taunt about the fact that I'm still ahead of him on the most events list, and now he's right. You're not that far ahead. I'm going to chase you down.
1: Okay. Well, not but not this week because you're going to Kiwana, which is good because I'm um, – I'm not going anywhere new this week.
0: Oh really? You're not going anywhere new or you are you are going to use this as an opportunity to sneak one in?
1: No. No, I'm definitely not.
0: No. Okay. Well, you have fun not going anywhere new, Scotty.
1: I guarantee I will. And you too. Speak to you next week.